Hey everyone, welcome to the Sneaker History Podcast, where we dive into the people, stories, and iconic moments that have helped make sneakers a global phenomenon. If you've ever told someone that you like their kicks, then you're in the right place. Before we lace up this episode, here's a little teaser for you. Stick around to the end of each episode for the last shot question. It's a chance to test your sneaker knowledge and engage with our community. I've also recently started a newsletter to share my knowledge from nearly two decades of experience working in the footwear industry. You can find the link to that below or go to sneakerhistory.com slash newsletter for a weekly deep dive into the biggest topics in the sneaker business. All right, now that the business is taken care of, grab your favorite pair of kicks and let's get started with the episode. Jordan trying to shake off Starks. Oh, what a move! Against Gill, the crowd on its feet. Allen for the win! Welcome. Greetings. How's everybody doing? Welcome to another episode of the Sneaker History Podcast. I'm Robbie. I'm here with one of my friends, Rowett, co-host, compadre. Man, how you doing? I'm doing great, Robbie. I think you and I were chatting about what your post-podcast plans are, and I believe you're about to save all of us from the impending dooms of the Norse and Roman gods. So I thank you on our behalf of society. Boy, that is correct. That's my that's my best and worst Kratos impression. Um, a lot of good stuff this time of the year. We have Black Panther 2, God of War 2, um, a pair of shoes. I'm sh- both shoes I have for rocking and copping um, are second models of shoes. So this really? sequels are fantastic right now. Um, I'm pretty, I'm pretty excited. So you know, I'll start off with our rocking and copping before we get into the the depths of our Black Friday conversation. Um, and you know, for rocking, I've been wearing these, trying to get back in shape after all this. You know, as the holidays approach, it's really easy just to drink and eat a lot of things. And my birthday was like a week or so ago, so a lot of eating and drinking of things. I've been trying to get back a little bit into shape, Um, and I've been doing that with uh, Puma Nitro Deviate 2, Puma Deviate Nitro 2. My only thing I don't like about it is how long that name is, and it's kind of confusing. But uh, fantastic, fantastic shoe. Um... The cushion setup is one of the softest things I've ever felt. It's the opposite of responsive. And that's not a bad thing, but just these are definitely um, a cutlass in terms of low ride cushioning compared to like, um, let's say, a sleek 2023 Nissan Z, something that's smaller and more responsive. But it's cl- um, plush, cushiony, loud, bright. They're fun, man. I really like this nitro foam. It's it's really really good stuff. They're using it in basketball, running. Um, big fan. Big nitro guy um, over here. Um, and actually, Reebok just sent these today. So these, um, as it starts raining in Portland more and more, we have the Rain Man um, Hurakazi. I almost called him by their old name, but it's the Hurakazi. Um, you know, Sean Kemp's signature shoe known as the rain man. There are faux water droplets throughout the shoe and two points to this, um, point one, 
you can actually feel a different texture on the water droplet and that's really cool um mm-hmm. it kind of feels like someone like was left a little vaseline right there and it's and it's a fun feeling throughout and number two is you can tell a cordy story as long as the end execution looks good so literal rain man that's that's kind of kind of a dad joke for a shoe that's aging up with us father age people um but at the end of the day it's white yellow green black it looks really good i don't know am i wrong row you don't have to love it but like no not at all in fact i was gonna go out of my way to compliment the entire reebok assortment because i really love what they're doing which is they're taking 10 or five shoes from our elementary school era and just keeping them up to date and telling those stories again and to your point I don't think Reeboks failed at telling a story when it comes to any of their colorways, whether it's for Shaq, whether it's for Sean Kemp, whether it's for Allen Iverson. So this is the latest in that long line of a new tradition that I hope doesn't end soon. So kudos to the Reebok team for that. It's a retro, I believe, from 2012 or 13. This is not the first time they've put synthetic rain droplets on the comic Hurikaze. Uh, But man, it works. It's funny. I like it. I'm a very campy person. I know you appreciate campy stuff too. Um, what are you rocking? What are you copping? So what I'm rocking, I'm going to take a different interpretation of that word. So usually when we talk about what we're rocking, it's about what we're wearing. But I was fortunate enough to receive a gift that rocked my world. So in that regard, I'm going to share with you a pair of size 14 Travis Kelsey Alpha Flights. I think that's the official terminology of the shoe. But yeah, this rocked my world. Big Kansas City Chiefs fan, big Travis Kelsey fan. So thank you, mysterious person that gifted me these because these are never going to leave my side. These are a part of my office collection, if you will, that they're just going to be wherever with me wherever I go, whether it's at Nike, whether it's at Adidas, whether it's at Under Armour. I just love this shoe. It's rocked my world. And then from a what's copying perspective, because I've been listening to a couple of our other episodes my second colorway of the LeBron 20. Really love this shoe. Really love how it feels. Really like how it is from an aesthetics perspective. And I think the question to the greater audience does it make sense because I have this colorway, which I think is some indirectly called the Lakers colorway. Although both Robbie and I were chatting about this previously, we don't see it. But more kudos to you if you do. And does it make more sense to wear the right of these and the left of let's say the time machine and go a true homage to Gatorade Frost? Anyway, please let us know in the Discord or in the comments. It's just something I'm toying out, uh, toying around with. So that's what I'm rocking. That's what I'm copying. Man, those are two, like the best. I want to say flavors, but colors of Gatorade Frost too. Yeah, Riptide Rush, and uh, I'm trying to remember what that lime green, uh, light green one is. Oh, it's tough. Um, we'll have to we'll have to consult our Gatorade experts and come back to the listeners. So you know, like I alluded to in the big top of the episode. This is going to be centered around Black Friday and how it doesn't feel so Black Friday-ish this year. And I want to start with this one big question to our listeners and row it. Um, ultimately, do you are you a Black Friday person? Are you specifically looking, if not shoe deals and shoes, are you in the cut on Black Friday? Is this your kind of holiday? holiday? I think previously for me living by myself and usually I would pick Christmas as the holiday to go home. I would kind of do it more of a time pass than anything else. I think I'm fortunate enough that I really didn't need much of anything. So I'm almost going for the people viewing experience, but at the same time, your boy's not going to pass up a good deal if it hits him in the face and black Friday has a habit of doing that. So Robbie, how about you? Like what were your black Friday 
a previous Black Friday is like? Were you a thrifty man where you were just going for every deal or was it something you're like out of sight, out of mind, want no part of it? Man, I I really don't care until um, probably about like eight o'clock that night and I kind of just scour the internet for whatever is still kind of still around loosely. I've never waited in a store for a long time, um, but I have historically enjoyed buying in my brain a Jordan release on Black Friday. I think Nike Jordan brand kind of popularized that being a sneaker a sneaker day for our calendar, right? You know, Air Max month, right. you know, All-Star weekend, Black Friday is typically one of those days, Christmas, Halloween, Veterans Day, you know, holidays, again, quote unquote holiday, um, tend to be a shoe theme opportunity for so many brands. But we never get the kind of stuff, at least I don't, um, on sale. So like a, a recent release, right, uh, from I think last year or two years ago, the Fire Red Air Jordan 4. That thing's full retail. You're very fortunate if you can get a pair on Black Friday. But there's kind of those two different camps. Either you want something new and hot that's full price that maybe a brand or retailer has been saving for Black Friday or you're looking for, you know, uh, I, I I know Bait always does a big sale in person here in Portland on their sneakers. Um, and a lot of big box retailers, larger retailers hit consumers hard with, you know, 30, 40, 50, 80 percent off footwear. So I think a lot of sneakerheads and a lot of our listeners are interested, but just the specific releases aren't really here this Black Friday. No, they're really not. And I was wondering, do you think if, let's say, because we kind of use Jordan brand in our example, if they would tie a particular silhouette to that holiday, or it's not even a holiday, I guess, to that shopping day, I think they'd be a little bit more successful in terms of drumming up heat and the re or interest rather because of the high heat. But then the other thing I always look to is the fact that we always have that holiday 11. And for whatever reason, Nike has been, and Jordan brand actually have been very disciplined about the fact that if it's a holiday season right around Christmas, you're going to get a fire 11 colorways. Some years it's an OG, other years it's a new interpretation. And for me, I was trying to understand why they wouldn't necessarily do that and almost serve it as a predecessor or the appetizer to the entree that is the 11. That being said, I know that this upcoming Saturday, we've got probably the most hyped and most coveted shoe in the Jordan 1 lost and found. And it was one of those things that I'm fortunate enough to know people that work at some of the sneaker companies that make up our industry. And it was a pleasant surprise to me that one of the employee stores that represents that brand has that shoe and they're allowing people to camp out because that's the other thing where I'm going through the experience of being a discount sneakerhead and the fact that every sneaker that I've been fortunate enough to acquire in the last decade has always been at that 50% off. So it's been Black Friday for me all year round. So maybe that's the other reason why I'm not necessarily gravitating towards a coveting deal. Man, you bring up the 11s just last year. It was the Animal Instinct, like a black zebra leopard print Air Jordan 11 for the whole family. Well, it came in whole family sizing and like... Maybe that's why they're not doing, I mean, we have the Cherry 11 this year, but I mean, some years there was three Air Jordan 11 releases. There's two, um, this last week or two weeks ago, recently we had the women's exclusive Navy Air Jordan 11. Um, so 
they're spreading things out around Black Friday and around kind of the holiday window, right? Let's say Thanksgiving to Christmas, you know, New Year's. Um, that window of time, shoes for the holidays are going to be dropping, but I think they're doing less of a this day is a big deal, a.k.a. Black Friday is a big deal spiel. Now, you brought up the Lost and Found one. Is that the Black Friday shoe in your in your brain? Is that the no? I would think it would be because I think that's the type of shoe that inspires the behavior that we see from consumers on Black Friday, where it's people camping out, it's people being reckless, it's people ironically showing their animal instinct in terms of kicking and screaming and clawing their way towards that shoe. Mm-hmm. So I thought it was very interesting that that shoe was released a week earlier. And then the other way I think about November specifically is, correct me if I'm wrong and apologies to our Chinese listeners, but isn't Singles Awareness Day or Singles Day in China on 11-11? And that tends to be a very big shopping day as well. So maybe there's almost a fatigue of high heat releases in November because of the fact that you've got Singles Day in the greater China market, you've got Black Friday for us, and then everything's just kind of ramping up in a sense for that big crown jewel launch of an 11 come the holidays. Or in this case, you know, an 11 and a 1. There's definitely more fanfare and interest in the Lost and Found than the Cherry 11 mid. And I bought the Cherry 11 mid on uh, Ian Williams and Nigel Sylvester's uh, Sneakers Live. Um, they had a link. I was Shout watching out Dead it. Stock. I bought it. Yeah, why not? You know, I to your point, I try not to buy full price Jordans if I can. Like... 220 for that 11 i love the cherry 11 but it's like ah it's that's a frivolous gift to myself i'll have to see how they look in person because in pictures they look good but you know i'm i'm a purist in the sense that i like chicago colored jordans but they don't have to all be ogs a white and red 11 feels like it could have dropped in 96 and they just chose not to and that's a-okay with me uh you know this the lost. I kind of want to go back to the lost and found. Uh, I feel like there has been much more interest in the Discord and online for that shoe, and over even. I'm trying to think, you know, a lot of other shoes. There's kind of been a lulled period in sneakers. I would say the past four or five months, where you know things are always dropping, things are always there to be excited about. But you know, the '97 Silver Bullets. Just retro, and nobody's talking about that. And my pair just came today. I should have showed those off, actually. Um, but like things that are cool aren't really like cool anymore. But these Lost and Founds are still cool, and that's cool with me. But like, you notice that too? Yeah, I mean, it's been one of those things that I think when we do our episodes, inevitably we do a tasting menu or a season preview. And more often than not, the most popular shoes tend to be either the Dunks or the Jordan 1s. This feels like the culmination of that Jordan 1 hype because in my mind, I haven't seen anything. The closest thing I could think of is the Ama Manier 4, but then there is that barrier of entry, if you want to call it that, where you have to create this video and you have to post it on social media and you have to do all these different things just to be eligible to have the shoe. And maybe once again, it goes back to something we were talking to earlier during Rocking and Copping. Jordan told a beautiful story with this lost and found. The fact that they're getting the age details similar to what you were saying about the Rain Man shoe is going to be probably one of those baits that get people into the shoe of like, yeah, I really want to see how this looks in person. And we can never overrate the appeal of a Jordan one when done right in that Chicago colorway. 
So I think it's a perfect storm of sweetness that allows people to get hype for this shoe. And to your point, there really isn't anything else before it or after it to cover it. So in a way, I think we're getting that high heat shoe probably a month earlier than what we're used to. And I think we're all okay with it. Very okay with it. I mean, I don't want to be glued to my phone Thanksgiving, you know, with family members around even the day after trying to buy a pair of shoes. I'm trying to do other things. And I think it's considerate to have it early or, you know, a week before or after. I have the 2016 Chicago Jordan one and they're lovely. The Chicago color blocking is probably trying to think if I'm being hyperbolic or not, probably is the most beautiful color blocking there's ever been on a shoe. It goes with everything on earth. So I haven't really been pushing and haven't really tried at all to enter various raffles for the lost and found. So I'm going to enter on sneakers, probably going to take an L, but if it's meant to be, then I have both. If it's not meant to be, then my Chicago's from 2016 will do just fine. Um, so I know I'm, I just Googled the Chicago's my goodness, that is a beautifully color block shoe. Like you were saying, and I would rather be excited about that retro than the lost and found. But to your point, I'm going to try. I know that the employee store is making it available for employee pricing. It's just a question of, do I have the endurance? I don't think I'm going to camp out overnight. So all of you, whether you're getting the discount or whether you're going for retail, please be safe. We don't want to hear about any sort of mishaps or shenanigans. Everybody get your shoe, be safe in it, wear it, take photos and just enjoy it. Because that's the only other thing I'm slightly worried about when it comes to this time of year and bargains, because inevitably it does kind of reveal that ugly side of us. And I do not want to hear anything about how this shoe contributed to any sort of grievous or bodily harm. The max that's allowed is grievous. jingle all the way levels of violence. Yes. No one really I've seen hurt. some of you guys. Yeah. Nobody is Sinbad. Nobody is Arnold Schwarzenegger. Y'all aren't Turbo Man either, so just behave, as my other co-host Mike Gillery would say. Just behave. Act like y'all been there before. So I guess it's harder to gear this towards you, since you're kind of on that sale everyday life through your through work. No, but Robbie, like I would almost say this: I am on that sale everyday life, but there are certain sneakers that are worth paying full retail and. In the right frame of mind, the Lost and Founds one is one for me like that. You pay, but like what I'm getting to is like I've stopped going to the Nike outlet. Like I just I just don't go outlet shopping anymore. Only because like I don't need to go acquire a shoe I didn't even really need or was even looking for in the first place just because it's X dollars on sale. I do that enough on other products where, you know, you mentally position yourself to think ah, I'm saving money but spending money you never planned on spending to save is it saving money so I mean that's where I think a lot of people in our discord especially people are passionate okay time out did you know that we have an entire network of podcasts that's right it's called the retrospect podcast network and it includes a number of shows that you might like if you're enjoying this one. First up is for the f1 fans Exhaust Notes is a Formula One podcast that's the perfect balance for the new fans joining the sport and the tried and true diehard F1 fans who've been there all along. New episodes of Exhaust Notes drop every Tuesday on all of your favorite podcast platforms and at exhaustnotes.fm. We've also got a show for the fitted hat collectors out there called Crown and Stitch. 
As a baseball fan, I've been obsessed with hats for as long as I can remember, and the number of people collecting now has gone through the roof. It reminds me of sneakers back in the day, and I absolutely love seeing creativity of the new releases. Every Wednesday, we drop a new episode of Crown & Stitch on all of your favorite podcast platforms and on YouTube at youtube.com slash crownandstitch. If you follow me personally on social platforms at Nick Engvall, you probably already know I first dipped my toes in the podcast game back in 2015 with a show called Outside the Box. Originally hosted by my friends Brandon Edler and Jacques Slade, it eventually evolved into a show with Tiffany Beers, Jacques Slade, and myself, and then into an interview series with some amazingly creative guests. While the show has gone through a lot of changes throughout the years and is currently on hiatus, a lot of people have been enjoying past episodes recently, and I'm excited to say I have new episodes in the works for the new year. We'll be adding new podcasts to the Retrospect Network in the coming months as well. In fact, if you'd like to advertise on any of the shows, be a guest on any of the shows, or even talk to us about getting your own podcast started, reach out to us at podcast at sneakerhistory.com and find out more about the podcast network at retrospectpodcast.com. And about sharing what deals they're finding and what websites doing what. I think we're going to see some bananas levels of sales. I mean, Nike and Adidas, just from my inbox, they're discounting stuff already. They've been discounting stuff with additional X percentages off. And I think, well, I know just from past experiences, like the boutiques and mid-level shops are going to need to get rid of inventory and they put them puppies on sale. So I'm very excited to see what kind of like Asics and Mizunos and Puma and like random, not random, but you know, not Nike shoes or not Adidas shoes end up on sale for like forty dollars thirty five dollars because i think that's exciting when i see people come up on a di- on a on a deal like that yep and i do agree with you i think that is one of the joys and this is a shameless plug for the discord because you know i'm good for one every episode there is something heartwarming and something truly inspiring about watching friends and friends of friends hitting on great shoes at to your point 60 percent off retail because then you know for a fact that those shoes are going to go to a great home they're going to get a good life out of them whether it's stunting on people whether it's on the court whether it's on the turf whatever the shoe may be and that's where from a sneakerhead perspective yeah you may not get the high profile win of hitting on the lost and found on sneakers but you're going to get a lot of little wins moral victories low-hanging fruit whatever you want to call it and i'm here for that because ultimately at the end of the day there's nothing like opening up a pair of sneakers that you really want and it's even better when you get the discount hell yeah and take this opportunity maybe if you find a pair of shoes that are you know 35 bucks they're not in your size Maybe buy them and donate them. Who knows? You can do a lot of stuff with these levels of deals. Um, In my research for this episode, it's looking at what brands are doing what. There's a Special Adidas with End Clothing releasing on Black Friday, and that's a European brand. They don't. Black Friday means nothing to them. Makes complete sense for them to release a shoe. Man, um, fighting off an old cold here. Um, And then Reebok is the only American brand that I could really find. American retailer, American retailer, um, American footwear brand to be releasing a shoe on Black Friday. And it's an homage to the Denver Nugget era, Allen Iverson. It's a question PE in white and baby blue that I'm really feeling. But, you know, they have that. And then there's um, another answer one in OG color, black, red, gold, you know, the one he wore in Philly. That comes out the week, I think, I believe the day we're recording this. So they'll already be available 
um, before Black Friday. So Reebok's kind of coming a little before and the day of, but I have never seen a year like this where brands are just like before and after in sales. Like I've, I've definitely seen way more shoes geared towards Black Friday than, than what we're seeing this year. And I think the other thing you had mentioned previously, Robbie, just around the fact that all these brands are having inventory issues from a little bitty tiny scale to a massive scale. So anything they can do to get some of this product that they're not anticipating or that they weren't anticipating holding on to as long as they have is going to be a plus for them. So it's a win-win for all of us. Just be responsible in your purchases because there is that euphoria of clicking for so many deals that you're like, you know what? I ended up with six pairs of shoes. I'm only going to wear three of these. To that point, donate. Give them to somebody in your life that you think would appreciate them. Because I'm not telling people how to spend their money, but there is a certain joy that comes with the sneaker thing. And I know I sound like a broken record, but this is that season to invoke a new awakening in people's sneakerhead perceptions and sneakerhead tendencies. Mm -hmm. You know, like we're not economists or, you know, logistic experts, but I'm really hoping and curious to see if this is the end of this supply issue bullshit you know it's just it's been two years now of everything's messed up things are coming out at weird times there's no uniformity you know um manor and phoenix could release a shoe one day and then sneakers pushes it back like eight times you know just the lack of uniformity it feels disjointed yeah very much so and i get you need to get rid of your old product i love to see people get stuff on sale you don't have to pay full price for everything but I wonder if this is the end of the bookmark and then 2023, they're just like, all right, back to old times, this, that, and the third drop in on Black Friday, this, that, and the third drop in the weekend after, like, I want to go back to some kind of like ability to plan instead of, Ooh, these are in my size now on this site. Uh, I didn't know they had released yet or there's no set day from Nike or Adidas. So I'm going to buy them now. And now I'm impulse buying a pair of shoes at like, 9 30 in the morning on a tuesday and it's just like mentally it helps being all right three weekends from now the silver bullet air max 97s come out i need that shoe then i'm not gonna i'm gonna say no the next couple things i want to impulse buy because i know something bigger is coming at the end of the month but we don't i can't do that I really did not know the 97s were releasing until like two days before, you know, three days before. And I was like, oh crap, I got to secure these now. But like, I would have loved to known that before I bought another pair of shoes uh, the week before uh, when I bought that first pair. So it's just like, I want this to end and this to kind of go back to normal overconsumption, please. Yeah, I, I totally get it. And I do think that this Black Friday represents almost the start and end of an era because the point I was making to you uh, pregame was the fact that this feels like the first time where everybody, not just the sneaker retailers and the sneaker brands, but your television brands, your furniture brands, everybody's finally come to the consensus of let's try Black Friday the way it used to be. And I think we're going to see a lot of interesting consumer behavior that's going to shape the next five to 10 years of how Black Fridays are planned out. And to your point around this overconsumption and how we want it in a traditional way, I'm a soccer fan, right? And right now for me, the World Cup is about to start in less than a week. But the big thing about that is the fact that this is a winter World Cup. We've never had it before. And it's frustrating 
And I already don't like it because of the human rights issues and some of the other things that people that are far more eloquent than me in the political spaces can tell you why. But there is something jarring about expecting something one way and then getting it a completely different way. And because there's four years in between World Cups, I'm already clamoring for the traditional format of having it in the summer. So I totally empathize with you, Robbie, in a completely different but a completely similar way as well. Oh, it's I mean, it's that time of the year. <laughs> I'm really thinking about things. I mean, personally... Black Friday sale. I am. Per, I always look for Air Max models. Like I want to find a pair of Air Max ninety fives or ninety sevens. Really, any one except for, I don't like Air Max ones that much. I came to that conclusion. Um, all the rest of them are pretty okay in my book. But if I can find a hundred and eighty dollar Air Max, especially a great colorway that just has been too expensive all year that I like. There's so many of those Air Max 95s. I'm like, oh, that's sick. But I'm not paying even $135 on sale for that shoe. And it's, I'm not going to do it. But when I see 60, my brain goes, that's only 320s. So I'm going to go ahead and buy that Air Max 95. Like, that's the kind of stuff I'm looking for. Um, do you do fun? Does Funko like do do figures typically go on sale for Black Friday? Is toys? No, thing? I mean I don't remember them doing anything like that in terms of big sales. I think if we're lucky, we may have gotten we may have gotten rather a specific variant or something to commemorate the holiday season. But I also tend to shy away from figurines like that because I don't know. I just don't like the inherent kitschiness of a Christmas themed Jerry Seinfeld or a Hanukkah themed Jerry Seinfeld or a Festivus themed George Costanza. One thing I was going to ask you, Robbie, is when you do talk about your impulse buys and you compare that with your normal impulse buy versus that Black Friday impulse buy, and you kind of alluded to this earlier, do you have those preliminary limits where you're like, I'm not getting out of bed unless it's 75% off or in your point, it's like it's 60 bucks, that's 320s because one of the dirty secrets about growing older is the $20 bill is the new $5 bill for us when you're a grown ass professional like my co-host here. Yes, the... You can't wait. You can't leave the house without dropping a 20 somewhere. Um, you know, it's, ah, I guess the rule number one is I don't want to leave. I'm not going to go physically into a store and deal with that BS. There was two times in my life. I tried to go to a target to get some kind of console or something. Um, this is back in Vegas. And I looked at the line down and around the block and I just got back in the car and left. I'm like, that's not worth the video games. I'll find it somewhere else i'll deal with it so prereq one is not leaving um prereq two is not forcing it if it's an 11 and a half um i'm not gonna buy it man i mean some 11 and a halfs fit but i've learned my lesson enough times to where they don't so if it's not something that i'm really gonna like give it a fighting chance to use by being at the appropriate size then i'm definitely not gonna try and uh yeah, those are probably the, the biggest ones. I'm not leaving. Um, it, I'm not just going to buy it to buy it. Yeah. How about you? Anything like... No, I think it's the same thing where as I get older, I get more mature and I'm not as impulsive to borrow a theme that's kind of popping up throughout the show. I'm not going to squeeze my foot into a nine or I'm not going to wear extra socks and get like a size 12. Mm -hmm. If it's between nine and a half to 10 and a half, I'll commit to it if I like the shoe. And it's also one of those things that maybe you're not able to do this as much on Black Friday. I love to do the move where you take the pair of sneakers or you take whatever you're trying to buy and just do a lap around the store with it for 20 minutes. And after that 20 minutes, if you still want to buy it, 
then go through. If you don't, you throw that back in the water and let the sharks kind of go after themselves because that is one of those things where I think you and I have gone through a couple different moves in the last couple of years. And there is something very jarring of having to explain to your Russian moving men that, oh, no, no, this is shoes 50 through 75. You guys still have another 125 to go. And so it's like one of those things where in the long run, you kind of shame yourself for having these type of interests and these types of hobbies. And I think that for me rears its beautiful head come Black Friday because I'm like, I really don't need this because if I have to move tomorrow, that's yet another pair of shoe I have to account for. So that's been a very sobering glass of water. And I think the other thing that's going to be interesting for me, having a daughter now and she just turned one and turning some of that focus that I would have to probably get something for myself or my wife. Now it's all towards her. So I think that'll be the interesting subplot to watch for my buying habits this Black Friday. Mm, you're like, huh? I try to think of a kid's toy. I don't even know. I think you already showed. No, me. I mean it's something as simple. Robbie is like, you know what? I really like this kid's Jordan Three colorway. I'm gonna get that for her, and that would probably bring me as much joy as it would if I got a pair of threes. So it's repurposing that help, happiness, and that healthiness towards a alternative mean. That's a really good point. I need to procreate. I'm kidding. Um, that's a, I think you'd be great. That's a for, powerful. For, I was going to say, your mom did not tell me to say that, but I think you'd be a great dad. Yeah, we'll see. That's a great uh, additive, though, and I think a lot of parent listeners feel the same way. I mean, if you already have, let's, see, let's keep using Jordan 3s. If you already have a fire red Jordan 3 and Black Friday hits, and for some odd reason, that fire red 3 in GS size is now $40 off. Uh Buying it for your your child is probably going to fire off those endorphins in your brain just the same as if you bought a pair for yourself. So that's that's really cool. I think sneakers are just kind of one of those industries where, like other fashion items, garments, there's always going to be a it's always going to be a big player on Black Friday. I feel like it's electronics, clothing, mm-hmm. yep. and toys. Right? I mean. I mean, it's the push for Christmas, right? Black That's what Black Friday is for a lot of people. It's like the, hey, for those of you that want to, quote unquote, prepare for holiday shopping, even though you should probably get everything done by the hol- uh, Halloween, Black Friday is your first sign of, okay, get your shit together. We need to get some stuff in the car. And to your point, Robbie, electronics is another interesting one because previously for me, I would say the most common thing I would buy during Black Fridays are hella cheap DVDs, hella cheap Blu-rays. Or consoles or games that would say buy two, get a third free or buy one, get the next one off for 50%. But even that's kind of evolved now because as you see these consoles, you have them in the standard version, which includes the physical disc and the digital version. And it's one of those things now where I have my PS5. I love it. I cherish it almost as much as I cherish my wife and my daughter. But I would trade my standard PS5 for a digital one any day of the week because it reduces the amount of physical clutter. And I think that's the big thing now that for me, when I'm going through the consumer buyer cycle in my head, it's just like, how much clutter will this add to my house? And I have to realize that I'm targeting low clutter items if possible. I'm shaking my head in disgust because I feel the same way. And again, going back to how long various industries have been milking a supply chain issue thing, there's already releasing or they've already leaked a photo of the PS five slim, like a, 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 like a small and not huge fucking version of it. And I'm like this thing, like to your point, I have a PS five with the disc bay also, and it's cumbersome to say the least. Um, 
And it's just like, it's two and a half. I cannot believe it's been, yeah, two years since... Wow, even saying that, like my, my brain's processing. It's been two years of Xbox Series X and PS5, but like this supply has been so weird to where hearing about a new version of it's just like, huh? It's like releasing a LeBron postseason right after the traditional LeBron back in the day, like a month later instead of like eight months later, you know, five months later. It's just crazy, man. Like, I'm very curious to see how this goes because um, even just looking at the sneakers app, there's some dunks and stuff that's really that are releasing around Black Friday that have long released in other places like a week to month ago, and then you have retailers like Amazon and Best Buy like, oh, we have PS four and a half PS fives in stock, yada yada. I'm like, in every other era of our lives, that would have been like, duh, we have PS fives in stock. Like, <laughs> it's, I don't know. It's obviously COVID. But it's just, it's still weird that cleaning up, going on year three, it's still just like, huh. So let me ask you this, Robbie. From a Black Friday perspective, did you or your families do anything other than shop? Because I know for us, the Malhotras love going to the movie theater on all the big holidays, especially at the end of the year. As a means to almost kind of distract ourselves from the fact that I don't want to stand in line with Joe who may or may not have insert your favorite sickness from that particular time period. And so that was one of the things for us that we would go see the movie. And then it was almost after the fact that, okay, you know what? We got this out of our system. Now let's go see if there are deals because then you don't feel as pressured to buy something and you can kind of shop at your own leisure on a day you're not supposed to. Yeah. And uh, as a family never really went that route, but that's kind of why I tend to log in to websites and look around um later in the day because if shit's already gone you can't be mad about it that you missed it you know if if you log in late like oh i guess that expensive pair of pants that are less expensive now not in my size like wasn't meant to be i'm i've done this with you i've texted you all the time if they're not there it's not meant to be like some you can push it and like try to find it or wait it out but sometimes if you want something and it's not there it's just like all right it's not there it's gone it's it could come back around it could not but I love that. I try to keep that mindset. Just let it be. John Lennon, let it be. I was going to say, and uh, if you're John Lennon, I'm definitely Paul McCartney because some of that's rubbed off on me a little because I know I'll do the same thing of like, do I really need this pair of LeBron threes in the white and gold or whatever the case? I think I may have made up a colorway, so apologies to the LeBron heads out there. But it is one of those things that when you have good people like my co-hosts in your life, you're like, you know what? I don't really need this. If I want it, I'll get it. But I would rather somebody else get a win if it means that much to them. So that's one of those things that I think you're hearing from true relapse Black Friday sneakerheads in a sense that whatever you do for your Black Friday, enjoy it because it is truly chaos. But there is a certain beauty that comes with chaos if you just know where to look. Black Friday the way you want a Black Friday. Buy, Buy, don't buy. It's Make it Black Friday, not Whack Friday. Exactly. And on that delicious, nah, that's just a great way to More end the show. More you know, PSA. And, and that's just a great way to end it, man. Can't even think of anything. Can't even think of anything better. Um, you know, but listeners, drop us a comment. Leave a review on this episode. Tell us in the Discord what you buy on Black Friday. 
very curious. Half the fun is just seeing the beautiful rainbow of shoes that everybody else gets and judging or approving of their style. So that's that's half the fun. Uh, again, please, please, please leave a review. Check out the Discord. Links in the episode. Um, I'm Robbie. You can find me at R-A-H-B-E-E-702. But more importantly, make sure you're following at Sneaker History on all the major platforms. Rowett, where can they find you? With a heavy heart, I say you can find me on Twitter for God knows how much longer, at Roheezy, on Instagram, at rowettm 13 I'm part of the Sneaker History Network, part of the Exhaust Net, uh, Notes Network. Please rate, re- review, subscribe, do all those great things so people like Robbie and I can continue to shine. And we thank you guys for listening. And happy holidays and, more importantly, happy shopping. Likewise. Thanks, everybody. Peace. Hey, hey, Nick here again. Before you take off, I want to thank you for listening to the Sneaker History Podcast. Be sure to hop into our Discord to answer this episode's The Last Shot question and get to know our community of sneaker enthusiasts. If you'd like more insights on the trending topics in the sneaker world, I've also recently started a newsletter to share my knowledge from nearly two decades of experience working in the footwear industry. You can find the link to that below or go to sneakerhistory.com newsletter. And last but not least, tell someone you like their kicks today. You never know how far a simple compliment can take you, and we all know how good it feels to be on the receiving end of some appreciation. Thank you for all the support, and we will catch you on the next episode. Peace.